0: Welcome
1: to Freaky Fridays, part of the Podmoth Network, the podcast where we talk about all kinds of scary, spooky, freaky shit. I'm Michelle. And I'm Melissa.
0: And tonight... <laughs> Sorry. You want to steal my thunder? <laughs> Here we go, being professional and super <laughs> organized again. <laughs> uh, tonight we're going to be talking about scary ghost stories. Yes. I mean, what else should we be talking about? It's spooky season. Halloween is coming up. I know. I'm almost like I'm excited, but I always get kind of sad as we get closer to Halloween because then I know it's almost yeah. over. Yeah, and I've been working so hard on this pumpkin
1: arch, and then it's just going <laughs> to be taken down in like a week. I know. I think you should still leave it up like through the first week in November. Oh, definitely. I'll milk that as much as I can after all the money and time I have spent on it. I would. Well,
0: let's talk about some scary stories. I like scary stories. I always think of like people camping and like sitting by a fire and having s'mores. s'mores. <laughs> Although I'd want some wine with my s'mores. Yeah, And telling scary stories. Doesn't that
1: go together? I love a scary story, whether it's true or not. Me too. The ones that I found, they said they're true, but we don't really know. There wasn't, you know, references back to anything and people can make up stories, but if it's a good story, I'll, Who cares? I'll, I'll listen. Yeah. I love it.
0: Yeah there's something about a good scary story that will like stick with me for years and years and years. It leaves you wondering, like, did that really happen? Yeah. What's the explanation? Yeah. And it's, are there really psychos out
1: there? Yes, there is. Or ghosts. Aliens. Aliens. Always comes back to aliens. So
0: tell me a scary story. (laughs) This first one that I picked out, it's titled The Little Hands. And that creeped me out for a lot of reasons.
1: I love little hands. (laughs) I know.
0: (laughs) I want some of those so bad. Tiny hands. And this story isn't about little, actual little hands. Well, I guess it is. It's more about children's hands. But that's creepy too. Anything to do with kids is always creepy. Uh,
1: I just can't Uh, get those tiny hands out of my mind right now, though.
0: (laughs) I know. See? It sticks with you. So the story is gonna stick with you. Yeah, so it's titled The Little Hands, and it goes something like this. I've never lived in a haunted house. A little something like that. Are you gonna wrap it? <laughs> I might, just be on the watch You are on that. your stage, yeah. <laughs> I am on my stage. Uh, I've never lived in a haunted house, but my mother did as a teen. Other houses on her street had strange things going on. A few homes away from her lived a family, and one night the daughter went to bed with a bad headache. The next day, she was dead. She passed away from an aneurysm in her sleep. Oh. I know, I'm sorry to hear that. After the funeral, the family went away to get their minds off the tragedy, and the father asked my uncle, which was my mom's brother, to check on their pets because he was a practicing veterinarian at the time. My mom, who was only dating my dad at the time, went with him to check on their pets. My mother had heard there was a grand piano and she wanted to play it. After entering the house, my uncle and my father headed to the basement to see the animals. Now, this is what struck me as a little odd. Why are you keeping animals in the basement? That's a little weird to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, basements in
1: general, creepy. Yeah. And then,
0: yeah, what do you just...
1: Did they just throw them down there because... I don't know. The person had it. Yeah. Like, they don't
0: talk about it. And it, it kind of gives me the eebie-jeebies. Sorry. Like, why are they down there? down there? And yeah. Is that kind of cruel? Like... Yeah. In basement i don't know i just thought that part is it a finished basement is there a doggy door out to the backyard i, I don't know i wish on? that she would have developed more information about this basement because i'm really starting to be bummed out about these poor animals in the basement anyhow <laughs> <on> to- <laughs> we're gonna say this one's not true <laughs> <laughs> um so they headed down to the basement to check out the animals and my mother went to the piano which was on the ground floor she was playing it and when she was sitting there something brushed her ankles she thought a cat must have come up from the basement and walked past her she just kept playing and she felt it again she looked under the piano and didn't see anything when she started playing again she felt hands clasp her legs tightly oh my god she dashed down to the basement called the daughter's uncle and father and waited for them back outside my uncle could tell my mom was rattled and asked what was wrong She told him what happened and he turned white. He told her the daughter who died used to play a game with her father. When her father played the piano, she'd crawl underneath, grab his ankles, and push his feet up and down on the pedals.
1: Oh my God.
0: That's the end of the story. Weird. That's creepy. Yeah. I just, I don't like the feeling of something touching me or brushing up against me. I've actually, I had that happen to me the other day and and I jumped, I freaked me out. There was nothing there, but something brushed up against me. Or was that? Right. I couldn't see anything, but something brushed up against my shoulder. And I just, I don't like that feeling. Yeah. And I, for one, believe that when people die in their homes, that they sort of stick around and because it's mm-hmm. their home. It's where they want to be, yeah. especially a little girl. I mean, she was, you know, just, I think a little girl or teenager when she died. So I don't know that sort It just, it, it creeps me it's out sad. because yeah. the poor, you know, poor thing died in her sleep, but also she still kind of just floats around the house and is grabbing people's yeah. ankles when they're playing the piano. <laughs> grabbing people's ankles mm-hmm. with their tiny hands. Yeah. That's the Aww. tiny hands, the little hands. That's kind of sweet. It is. Creepy, but sweet. Yes. So I have one for you.
1: This is from Mr. Nightmare on YouTube. Oh. Which has some great stories if you ever want to just throw on YouTube and listen. Mr. Nightmare. Okay. So he says that he gets these stories sent in from watchers. So somebody writes, I was home alone one weekend, house to myself. I was 14 at the time, just started high school, and my parents had just trusted me enough to leave me alone in the house. This was a Saturday night, and I was out with a couple of friends pretty late. When we all decided to call it a night, I walked home by myself. Halfway through my walk home, I noticed a car seemed to be following me, so I started to jog home. The car started flashing its lights. At this hour of the night, I could only assume potential danger. So I turned my jog into a full-fledged run. I ran all the way to my house and checked outside the windows. Moments later, the car from outside parked in front of the house and someone came out of the car. They ran up to my front door. I was panicking. The doorbell started to ring and they pounded on the door aggressively. A little stranger's vibe here. I suddenly felt like my life was being threatened. I ran to my room, which is on the lower level of the house by the backyard. I tried to get my parents on the phone, but they wouldn't answer They were definitely asleep for a 14 year old boy. I was scared to death. Now the intense knocking moved to my window instead of the front door. I screamed at them to go away and they yelled something back, but it was muffled. I left my room to hide in my parents' room and call the police. I made a phone call explaining that I was followed home and someone was trying to break into my house. The banging started at my parents' bedroom window now as if they somehow knew which room i was going to every time i screamed go away and the 911 dispatcher told me not to do that and to keep quiet and stay hidden but the person banging on the glass started yelling through the closed window but now i could hear more clearly he was saying that there was a person in my house and then he yelled someone followed me home and might be inside my house Ignoring the 911 dispatcher, I went to the window and asked in a loud voice so he could hear me, what are you talking about? He yelled at me to call the police and stay locked inside of a room because someone followed me home and went into our backyard. I told the dispatcher exactly what the man yelled to me. She said, don't trust him just yet and stay locked in a room until the police arrived. I didn't know whether the things the man was saying were true or not until I heard footsteps outside my parents' door near the living room. The footsteps clunked down the wooden floor of the bedroom hallway. I heard each door in the hall being opened until they got to my parents' bedroom door. The doorknob twisted, but since it was obviously locked, the door couldn't be pushed open. I hid in the closet as the person on the other side of the door started trying to most likely kick the door down as all I heard were loud bangs. Eventually, the banging stopped. I imagine they gave up. I didn't hear footsteps walking away, but probably because I was in the closet. I was still on the line with the dispatcher. She told me the police were outside, to which I suggested the police try entering through the back, as that was apparently the point of entry. They were able to enter through the front door, though, because the intruder left through the front. The back door was left ajar after the intruder smashed the glass panel on the door, allowing him to reach in and unlock it. I met the police in the living room as well as the man who was outside banging on the windows. He told this whole story that I was walking home, he saw an older man crouching in bush after bush following me in a manner that conveyed he meant harm. He followed me all the way to my house. As a matter of fact, that's why the guy in the car was following me as well flashing his lights. I called my mom who picked up on the third try. I didn't want to call my dad because I was scared of how angry he'd be. (laughs) I spoke with my mom on speakerphone, the police listening and contributing, reassuring words to my mom. The police dropped me off at a friend's house that night to sleep there. My parents started driving home that night and got home early the next morning. A police car parked outside our house for a few hours before driving off. Nothing was stolen at all, to our knowledge. And if the intruder didn't break in to rob us, that means he really was just after me, and he came after me in my own house.
0: That's creepy. Yeah,
1: scary. And the way it's written, I kind of believe it.
0: Why the hell are you walking home by yourself at late at night when you're 14? I mean,
1: we could start... I bet he lived near the woods, too. God damn it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, look at our uh, childhoods. I mean... We used to do that all the time.
0: Oh, I know. I know. And, but now as an adult, I can look back and be like, we were idiots. Were <laughs>
1: exactly. That we and our parents were idiots too. You used to <laughs> hitchhike. Used to you You did? Oh my God. I never, I knew at least not to hitchhike. Not,
0: never alone. Never alone. Does but that we, they make were just, it better? <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't make it any better, no. But- At least I wasn't by myself. We would do it in groups. But yeah, we used to do it all the time. Stupid. Yeah. But that's that's creepy. I've heard a similar story like that, where uh, this woman is like getting gas in her car kind of late at night and she pays, fills up whatever, gets in her car and leaves and this other or tries to leave. Sorry. And this other person at the gas station comes over and he's like yelling at her not to leave, not to leave and she just couldn't understand. And she's like, why? And he says, cause I just saw a man get in the backseat of your car mm-hmm. and like lay down. Yeah, I don't know if it's real, but stuff like that is, it's so creepy to think about. Right. I always get in my car. I oh, always look always in, back in seat the back seat.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure the movie Halloween taught me that initially. Yeah, I think the movie
0: Halloween taught us a lot of things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's an educational movie. Well, I have another uh, story if you'd like to hear. Yes, please do. This one is called The Ghost of La Parva Ski Resort. Mm. Throughout Latin America, you'll hear variations of the story of La Llorona or The Wailing Woman. Sometimes she's lost her husband, sometimes she's lost her children, or sometimes it's both. But in La Parva, a ski spot in the Chilean Andes, the whaling woman is named Lola, and everyone in the area swears they knew her before she died. A local restaurant owner said he dated her. Pro skier Drew Tabke says that the ski patroller he heard the story from pointed at the exact cabin where this takes place. The story starts on a nice day in peak ski season. Lola and her young son plan to spend the day on the slopes. As can happen in the Andes, a thick fog rose up from the valley, which often precedes the arrival of a real storm. The clouds enveloped the two as they were making their way down from the top of the mountain. Now that alone would be scary. Yeah creepy. As they were making their way down the top of the mountain, they lost contact with one another. Desperate to find her son, Lola began screaming his name as she ran through the thick fog. Unable to see clearly, though, she stumbled down a steep slope and began sliding toward a rocky mountain. By chance, a local lift operator who was returning to his cabin came across her body. He was afraid she was dead, but on closer inspection, he found she was still alive, just barely. Her body was covered in lacerations from sharp rock, and the only word she said in the faintest whisper was her son's name. The lift operator worked to carefully pull her body to his cabin, which was just up the hill. He bandaged her cuts as best he could and then ran to get a doctor to help. Together, the doctor and the lift operator made their way back to his cabin. When they arrived, The bed was empty, just the bloody sheets remained. Neither the woman nor her son were ever found, but local report hearing her wail for her child whenever they are in the lift operator's cabin. Tabkey does not believe in ghosts. Something, however, changes when he arrives in Chile each winter. Maybe it's the fact that from La Parva, you can see up to Cyril El Plomo, an Incan child sacrifice site. Maybe it's because Tabkey has simply read so many magical realism books by authors. But sitting alone in his cabin in the Andes, when the wind whipping and the candles flickering, he swears that every now and then he just can't tell if he's hearing the woman wail or the wind, even though they physically drug her body back and had it in a bed. That's what I was going to say.
1: You don't have to believe in ghosts when you could physically touch somebody. And drag their body back. So I wouldn't think that was a ghost. And all this happening in the snow just
0: makes it like it's so shiny over the hotel. <laughs> oh man. But to come back and just see the bloody sheets, like you have physical evidence to people. Yeah. like, look, she was here. Go. I helped her. She was here. And now she's gone. I always find it creepy when you hear stories where they say that they can hear people like crying out or like how they say like they can hear her wailing her son's name. Like that just makes me feel so sad. Are they lost in limbo? Yeah, they're
1: stuck in purgatory. They're still trying to get closure and move on. Mm -hmm. It's creepy. So maybe it was real. And then she went back out looking for her son and they both perished. And now he really is hearing ghosts. Mm
0: he believes now he believes he believes okay
1: i have a lighthearted one for you okay this one's from redditor yb lovat they say when i was around 16 my rapidly growing family finally moved from the house i had spent my entire life in as you would expect we spent a lot of time fondly remembering things we used to do in the house as we were packing everything up at some point i decided to go into the downstairs closet with a flashlight and read something i used to do when i was younger to get some peace and quiet sounds like he's copping out on some packing duties
0: mm-hmm.
1: now this is one of those deep closets that goes under the stairs okay, thank you <laughs> it went back around eight feet and then had a left turn into a very low maybe three foot high space this space was largely occupied by a mountain of old blankets and stuffed animals of course this is the most fluffy spot to sit and read uh- I guess when you're a kid, it sounds like a cozy little nook. I guess so. It's like a fort or a hideout or whatever. Well, so he's around 16. So he might be a little too big for this space now. <laughs> About an hour in, I shift a little to get comfortable, and I hear a low, slow, warped, hoarse voice say, you always make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I did that justice. I flipped my shit, hit my head on the low ceiling, and practically broke the door getting out. After hyperventilating and explaining to my family why there was no color left in my face, I went back to see what it was. It was just my little stuffed bear from when I was three or four years old that I happened to lean on just right and press his belly. When I pressed his stomach again though, nothing. This poor bear, I hadn't played with since I was a toddler, used the last of its power in its dying breath to tell me I made it happy. Aww. You make me happy too, little bear, when you're not making
0: me piss myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, it's creepy though. I mean, even yeah. though he pushed on it, talking toys give me the, 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 the willies.
1: I think we learned from like, Well, actually, we didn't. Nobody learned anything from Chucky and Teddy Ruxpin. Mm -hmm. They're still making these talking toys. Oh, I know. I have a personal story Ooh, about. Do
0: one of these tell. Cartoons. Do I
1: tell. I don't know me. if
0: I've ever told you this. When Jake was little, this is when the talking Ernie dolls started coming out. There was like nighttime Ernie, like from Sesame Street. Sesame Street. Gotcha. There was like nighttime bubble bath and whatever. And he had like the nighttime Ernie that someone had given him, as, I want to say for his second birthday. And it was the kind where you had to, you know, you physically had to push it to make it talk. And when you did, he would say like, I'm tired now or good night, you know, all kinds of weird things. Yeah. Well, as Jake outgrew it, There were things that I didn't want to just give away. So, we had packed some of his stuff up and put it in my parents' basement. So, that thing had been packed up in the box down there for months. Okay. One night we were getting ready to go to bed, and very faintly we heard Ernie talking from the Mm. basement. Mm. And he was saying all the things that he would say when you would push on him like, it's bedtime, I'm tired, good night. And it kept going on and on. And there was no batteries in it anymore, Michelle. No. For real. You're shit. I am not shitting you. Oh my that god. That freaked me out so bad I got rid of the doll. Uh yeah. Because did it come back? Not only did it not have batteries in it, no one that I know of was down in the basement pushing on it because no one even liked to go down into that basement. Ew. Yeah. And ew, it, ew. it freaked me out. Like I had the hardest time sleeping. So uh not that night, but I want to say maybe the next day or so. I think my mom or dad went down there for me and they got rid of that box. And that's how I knew there was no batteries because we took it out. And looked at it and there was no batteries in it
1: well and we've talked about that house that you guys lived
0: in oh yeah something was there many instances yeah oh yeah pictures all kinds of things happening right before my dad passed can i just
1: say fuck
0: that (laughs) yeah well you know the house is no longer there yeah, it's probably for the best. They've torn it down. When I did some research on the that house, the original owner, I believe, passed in that house uh-huh. before we lived there. Yeah, lots of scary things. I, I don't know what all you know, but a couple nights before my dad passed away, he said that he saw both of my grandmothers, so my mom's mom and his mom, who had passed already, he saw them coming down the staircase and telling him that it was okay and it was like time to go home. Oh, wow. And then he passed a couple days later. And there's been like actual pictures like that you have to you know used to have to go and develop your film yeah and we'd get pictures back and there would be people we didn't even know who were blurred in the background mm-hmm. I remember seeing that so a lot of things went on in that it was it's just like crazy. that house was like a portal yeah nothing nothing the only I mean honestly the only scary thing was that fucking Ernie doll but <laughs> yeah. and I really didn't believe it was gonna be like Chucky and get up and come after me right um, nothing malicious just no just freaking it's the living out <laughs> Yeah. Like when my dad told us about him seeing his mom and my Nana, that didn't scare me. I mean, it made me sad because it kind of made me think like, wait, why is he seeing this? Yeah. But it didn't, it made me kind of comforted like, oh, they're here. Right. So nothing ever like scared me to where I didn't want to be there. Just a lot of strange things happened in that house. And now it's gone.
1: I wonder where that Ernie doll is right now.
0: Probably in. Who's he haunting now? Locked up in someone's basement because they can't get rid of it. And he's been attacking (laughs) them and no one believes them.
1: Or it's back in that dirt lot where the house yeah. was demolished. <laughs> Crap. Oh, my God. That's scary. I don't think you ever told me that story before. Mm-hmm. We've, Which talked, is why we started this, this podcast.
0: I know. I know. We have it all on recorded now.
1: Oh, that gives me the willies. I know. That's what we should have called this podcast. The willies. The willies. <laughs> the
0: heebie <heebie-jeebies>. willies.
1: <laughs> that might be worse than freaky. <laughs> okay. I have one more. Okay.
0: I do have, I mean, I have one I can tell you that I remembered sort of after I read it, I can tell you quickly about, but I would rather hear yours.
1: Oh, okay. So, (laughs) well, okay. Okay. I really liked this Reddit user's name. It's Goatbusters, (laughs) B-N.
0: That's
1: awesome four years ago i lived in a large farmhouse that was converted into apartments the house was known as an old boys home it used to house boys with behavioral issues but was closed due to allegations of things we do not talk about on this podcast anyway i was living with my boyfriend and three-year-old daughter at the time my bedroom had a large fireplace that had been boarded up and painted over I decided to push my bed up against it one day while I was rearranging things. It was like a headboard. That night around 1 AM, I had heard a small voice say, mom, mom, mommy. Uh Uh I had sat up in bed, but didn't see anything. So I reached over my boyfriend, trying to grab down to grab my daughter and put her in our bed. I kept feeling around and I was still hearing the voices, but I couldn't feel her. My boyfriend woke up and turned the bedside lamp on, asking me, what the hell are you doing? I explained that Amelia was trying to get in our bed and I was reaching for her. There was nobody there. My daughter was sound asleep in her room.
0: That's who she thought was saying mommy, mommy. Right.
1: The next night came and around 1 a.m. again, my dog had started to whimper at our door. So my boyfriend got up to take him outside. You know that feeling when someone lies down next to you where the bed pushes in and there's warmth in your back? I felt that. Mm-mm. So I assumed my boyfriend had come back to bed. I rolled over, my boyfriend wasn't in the bed, and I felt the fucking bed release pressure. Whatever mm-hmm. was laying next, I just got chills. Whatever was laying next to me has had gotten up in that second. I moved my bed the next day to the other side of the room, and I had never had another incident in the two years I remained in that house.
0: Oh no. That, have to I, to that move house. your bed, I'd move out. <laughs> Fuck ya. Yeah. I would not have remained in that house i've heard a lot of people people i know who have said they've felt someone sit next to them on their bed i mean because you can feel clearly when mm-hmm. i mean on the couch you can feel as someone, you know what i mean like yeah there's that pressure and i've heard a lot of people tell me like that they've felt that when they're sleeping or that they felt someone lay down or sit beside them
1: oh yuck
0: i've never uh-uh. had that but i have quite a few times in the middle of the night. Heard my name being whispered.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not by Brian. Right. Not by your
1: husband. And those are the only two people in the house.
0: It's happened in this house. It's happened in my previous house and my previous house before that. And it's the same voice every time.
1: So it's attached to you. And my
0: sister has had the same thing happen. And it doesn't make me feel scared, that's but good. I have never had that, luckily, that feeling of someone. That's one of my biggest fears is that feeling of something mm-hmm. laying next to me. Um, that's spooky. And I, especially with a small child, I don't don't think I could have stayed in that house. Mm -mm. I would have been afraid that they would have, that it would have started coming after the three-year-old or something would have. Yeah. No good could come of that.
1: Sounds very invasive. And all you had to do is move your bed away? Yeah. You lucked out, girl.
0: Especially if the dog's whimpering, because I mean, i I'm I don't even have pets, but I'm a firm believer that dogs, especially, are good indicators of something happening that we can't see.
1: right, unless it's our dogs, yeah, because our dogs are useless. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. So for our listeners, do you have a freaky story you want to share? If so, go to our website at freakyfridayspodcast.com where you can email us or find us on Instagram at freakyfridayspod. Well, tell me yours. So really just from what I, I read about this one briefly and basically what happens is this, this little boy Lives in this house that he grows up in. Like, he stays in this house, you know, for years and years to come. Right. One time, he's in bed, and he gets woken up by the feeling of something sitting next to him. Hmm. But this he can see. And it's another little boy, but the little boy has, like, black eye sockets, so there's no eyes.
1: It's weird how that doesn't creep out, kids.
0: Right? I think... It didn't because it seemed like the boy was being friendly. It wasn't like there to harm him. It wasn't being malicious or anything. It was like trying to talk to him. It scared the living boy, obviously. (laughs) And then he says five years later, he's got a girlfriend and she's at his house doing her homework and then lays in his bed to take a nap. Now, kid, we all know she wasn't laying in your bed to take a nap. <laughs> is this a story you tell to your parents? <laughs> doing your homework. And I am doing air quotes right now. <laughs> yes. But however, he says, you know, she lays down to take a nap before her parents come to get her. And during her nap, she sits up and is pointing to the corner of his bedroom Ugh. for like five minutes and then lays back down and goes to sleep. So he just lets her be. Parents come to get her. He wakes her up and he asks her if she's okay and she says yes why and he says because you sat up and pointed and she goes i was pointing at the boy on your wall with black eyes uh, she saw the same thing he said he had never told her prior to that oh, that wow. he'd ever seen it. Uh, now five years later he and that girlfriend are still together and they have a child mm-hmm. and they are still living at his parents house In that same bedroom, him, his girlfriend, and their baby, or I think she's two at the time. He says every night at the same time, their daughter stands up in her crib and starts talking. She's not crying. She's not like fussy, but she's like giggling and talking and points and all this kind of stuff. And eventually what they get out of her, now she's supposedly two or three years old, so you can't get too much. But from what they gather from what she's telling them is that she's talking to a boy that's in her crib. One can only imagine he's got black (laughs) eye sockets and it's the same boy that's been taunting this other little boy since he was young enough, you know, growing up in that house. He said the only people he ever told were his parents. Mm -hmm. So nobody knew. So to me, that feels real when when someone else points at it and then you have, because I'm also, again, a firm believer that not only animals, but but babies and toddlers can see things that we can't and that it's a good indication that- It's a true ghost story to me.
1: Right. Time to do some research on that house.
0: To me, that feels scary. When it's anything with kids and and ghost stories is scary to me. Yes. I love kids, but they freak me out sometimes. Because creepy just,
1: little fuckers. I feel like they
0: know things and they see yeah. things.
1: They're so open and innocent. And then yes. they can bring things in that you're like, yes. no,
0: I don't want to see that. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. For them to say that he wasn't mean or malicious, but he had those black eyes. Like, I can totally picture what they're yeah. talking about. It's been that's every scary creepy. movie we've ever seen.
1: Yeah, the grudge.
0: So creepy for me.
1: I don't mm-hmm. like that. How come they can't come to them like with flowers and makeup yeah. and full sets of eyes? Yeah.
0: Is that so hard? Yeah. Can we slap a little foundation on them? I mean.
1: <laughs> a little contouring. Right. Maybe some but... sunglasses. You yeah. Know,
0: to see that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Any ghosts listening to this podcast, please.
0: I can give you some tips if you want.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, I love me a good ghost story.
1: I love good ghost stories. It's it's hard to uh, sift through them, but... There's so many. Yeah, there's never a, a, a lack of ghost stories. It's just sometimes there's a lack of good ones.
0: Yeah. And you know what? The first one I talked about, about The Little Girl, I think the reason I liked that one so much, even though it was kind of short and sweet, is because it reminded me of the movie Sixth Sense. Yes. With... Misha Barton, she was the little girl in that that's hiding in her room under the bed and in the TV. And that's – that. I think when I read that story, that's what kept kind of playing in my mind. And I love that movie.
1: Yes, I do love that movie. I do not love things grabbing my ankles because I think we've talked about before jumping off of the bed to not have something that's underneath your bed grab your ankles. Duh. I mean, doesn't everybody do that?
0: That's why I like that, because it had the little kid, the, the ankle grabbing, which happens in, in that movie quite a bit. And that just kept sticking with me. And I was like, oh, I got to do this one. Tiny hands. And tiny hands. I don't want to be touched by anybody. Yeah.
1: No. Well, it's not a body. It's a no body.
0: Mm-hmm. Good times.
1: Well, just a few little ghost stories to keep your October going.
0: Mm-hmm. I hope you are enjoying the month and doing all kinds of spooky things.
1: Yes haunted houses?
0: I went to a haunted house. You did? At the pumpkin patch. They had a haunted house. I was not happy about it. And people laugh at me and they say, Mm -hmm. but you love scary things. You love scary movies. Yes. When I am on the other side of it, I don't like haunted houses.
1: Yes. That's precisely what I had to explain to the Freakling brothers, the three scariest haunted houses I've ever gone through once because I was begged and forced not forced, but I was begged to go through. And it's our friend that puts them on. So, yeah, okay, let's go through. And I just, nope, mm-mm, mm-mm. won't do it again. And I, people are like, why won't you go through, just like you? Why won't you go through the haunted houses? Because it could touch me or mm-hmm. something could slip and I could get stabbed. I don't know. I just don't like them jumping out in my face. I will watch a movie. Uh-huh. I will read. Uh-huh. I'd probably go into the woods rather than going to haunted a haunted house. Haunted
0: house. Mm-hmm. I, I often wonder if part of my not liking haunted houses is because of real life things that happened growing up in houses, Mm -hmm. things that Mm -hmm. that my siblings and I have been through.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's things, I mean, I'd be willing to talk about it. It doesn't bother me, but I don't know if that is part of my not liking it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's my anxiety because, you know, I have freaking crippling anxiety every day of my Mm -hmm. life. Like I just, I don't like to be touched and jumping and brian you know he takes me on our anniversary god bless his heart because he knows that his wife loves halloween so he takes me <laughs> to spend the day at this really fun pumpkin patch and they have all kinds of things to do we went on a hayride it was so cute i had my coffee and a hayride and Aww. you know there was like miniature golf that had pumpkins and just all kinds of fun stuff and then he's like do you want to do the haunted house and i was like oh sure how could you know bad could it be we're at a pumpkin yeah, it's patch. a little
1: pumpkin patch
0: yeah no no and the lady sitting outside, Brian's asking her, how bad is it on a scale of like one to 10? And she's, and Brian's like saying numbers and she's like, like raising her hand up higher, higher. And she looks at me and she goes, you do realize it's a haunted house. And I wanted to be like, yes, bitch, I get that. But I want to know how bad, because you can hear this. They have this recording on the outside that says this attraction can get very scary.
1: Oh, okay. Well.
0: Bye. Right. And I've been to a haunted house. My mom used to take us when we were little and they still have it today. We took the kids, not my kids because they like scary stuff, our nieces and nephews, (laughs) where you can go to the haunted house if you want it to be scary. They'll keep it scary. If you want the good Mm -hmm. fairy to walk with you, then you can walk through and the good fairy will protect you. And then they they announce the good fairy is coming through and nothing will jump out. I am all about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. You can enjoy the the decor and yes, the gore and the costumes. I loved that. Yes, we went through with Bella. I think. Yes. Um, yeah. With with the fairy, and I was all huh? about that
0: fairy. Yes. And again, even if they're not jumping out at you, I don't know that someone's not following behind me. Mm-hmm. Or around. I, here's the thing: I don't like when it's dark and then there's the strobe light, and then you right. have to go around corners. Yeah,
1: and you can't I see. Don't,
0: like it, it makes me panic because yeah. I don't know what's around the other side. So Why I just do.
1: We don't have like, to keep explaining
0: this to me. I just don't <laughs> like it. But if you like haunted houses, fucking enjoy yourself, have yeah. a ball, go to the scariest ones that you can find. It's just By not evolution. Like me. No, <laughs> I'll watch movies about dumbasses going into haunted houses
1: in the safety of my couch. Yes,
0: with a bottle of wine, absolutely, chocolate and popcorn, and I'm good. The best. Okay. Well. uh
1: Thanks for sticking through our spooky episode.
0: Yes. We appreciate your coming back every week and talking creepy, creepy crap with us. Creepy crap. Creepy (laughs) crap, if you will. Yes. I like that. Sleep tight.
1: Make sure you leave the lights on. Go to FreakyFridayspodcast.com and subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast listening platform.
0: Join us next week for a new freaky tale.